and welcome to the fifth episode of the Created Listening Podcast, broadcasting from uh, slightly dark San Marcos, Texas. It's not sunny tonight, is it, Luke? It's no, we are in a prison, it looks like. <laughs> we are in my apartment, and apartment? it is, yeah, um, I'm an I'm apartment or cell. Luke is delusional. He's been... Well, actually, he hasn't been playing World of Tanks. Maybe that's why he's delusional. <laughs> he's been wanting to play. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Mr. Chris Berkheimer, and we are broadcasting in the middle of the night. We won't say what time it is. We're having a boys' night. And with me, as always, Luke Laris. Hello. Say hello to the people, Luke. Hello, people. Hello, people. Hello, eight listeners. Yes, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, I think we have a few more. We love you guys. Yep. And uh, returning guest, uh, rotating cast member for sure, somebody we want to have on whenever he's available, Jack Bynum. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Hey, What's Jack up, Bynum. Jack? Hey. Yeah, you guys heard Jack on episode two? It was, was it? It was the one where we talked about the um, the the video with the... Clean warm, Flicks. Clean Flicks. Yeah. That was episode two or three, I think. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. one of those. I yeah. think it's three. Yeah, we're already losing track and we're only five episodes in. <laughs> but, well, it's we're also tired. Yes. So, yeah. All right. Cut us a break, people. God. Uh, <laughs> we have an audience in here. It's my stuffed animals. And <laughs> No, it's your clothes and your rug <laughs> and your candy cane and pails yes. up on the trunk. And I gotta say tonight, um, we're we got a little different setup. We're in a different place, middle of the night. So this is like our after dark special. And actually, it makes sense though, because we're talking about the Dark Knight Returns tonight. Yeah, um, so the many famous, puns there. Yes, um, this is this is Troy and Abed in the morning nights. Yes, I'll get to Jack is pointing at someone in the room. Are uh, one of our biggest Batman fans. That in our group of friends, I would say, first time on the Creative Listening Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Jordan Williamson. Hey, hey. Yes. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Yeah. Jordan, is it exciting to be on the podcast that you've listened to every episode of? Yes, I have. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Ah, thanks. Jordan uh, is a good friend of ours and a huge Batman fan. Yes, yeah. mostly the Christopher Nolan yes. series. Um you, haven't done much comics. But. You you love what they call the Nolan vor- Nolan verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you tap me for a reason, Jack? No. Okay. I was, I was yeah. peeling the fuzzle off the couch. Oh, thank you for it's a love seat. Thank you very much. And you three are sharing it. Just want people to get that picture. Mm. <laughs> and before this, we were talking about butts. Uh, so moving on, this is only going to be a two segment ec- episode. <laughs> <That's just cute. laughs> I tried to pass that in quick, but they caught me. Um, this is going to be a two segment episode because we're it's late, we're tired, and we're just having fun, and uh, we're exhausted because yet we had a huge Nerf gun fight early in the season. Hours, gosh. And uh, hours. Got, yeah, we and hours got this machine gun uh-huh. with its own little uh, chain where you put the bullets. It's in. like a fifty cal. Yes. Yeah. And it is awesome. Yes. Cost me 15 bucks on clearance at Target. Because and it's called the that's Overlord. How Chris shops. That's how I shop, maybe. The um, Overlord. The Overlord. Now, uh, it is Jordan's first time on the podcast. Yeah. So I think people are waiting to hear the the age old tradition. Jordan's got to do his Fab five. five. Yeah. So, Jordan. Do you have them all in your head? Because you're not holding paper or anything. No, I do. I have it all. He has it all in his head. Don't tap the table. Luke's head will explode. Um, (laughs) See, look at him. Uh, So, Jordan, 
Let's just start off number one or number five. It doesn't matter. No particular order. Or do you have a Not particular really. order? Not really. Okay. I was kind of thinking, like, doing the last two is more important, but I'll just do okay. no order. Um, okay. But you'll do the last two. Maybe. I'll oh, see. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, first of all, uh, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight since Rises. we've already kind of said that, that's my favorite movie. Um, I've... I don't know. I want to say it's better than The Dark Knight, but that's hard. Uh, 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 it, if anything, it's real close, and Dark Knight is definitely my second favorite. Um, but I just thought Dark Knight Rises was a better directed film. I thought it just included so much more than just Joker, Batman, Joker, Batman the whole time. Right. I just thought it added so much more and just, um, you know, but it's just... Too awesome, too entertaining. The well, night, but you know. I've heard some people say that it's almost like all three movies in one. Really? Yeah, it really is. He, he makes it a connects comeback. the first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, that's what I thought was cool because I saw those two. And I really don't remember the first one. Yeah. And so going back to watch that the first thirty minutes, I was like, that wasn't that. You know, that wasn't. Yeah. You know, and just relaying it all back was really cool. Um, now, I judging by everyone else here, and myself included, I think we're in. We think you're insane for saying the Dark Knight Rises is better <laughs> than the Dark Knight. Yeah. I, for one, yes, agree with that. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Dark but I certainly respect awesome. Jordan's opinion. I do too. I Rises is really good, and it kind of got a bad rep um, by some fans. I don't know; they just kind of treated it like. It was the worst of the three, maybe. No. I, I don't know. I haven't heard much news about, yeah. you know, how it went down, like, with most big fans. I yeah. just Luke, you got heard. something to say. Um, to me, you know, The Dark Knight had most awesome character I've probably ever seen, yeah. uh, the Joker. and But you can't really beat up the Joker. And Batman is a lot about beating up people. Do you and, like to see Batman fight? Yeah, I do. And Bane, you know, he's perfect for beating up. Yeah. And... So, yeah. They're both good movies. I, yeah. I just like that. Well, I gotta more. say, Jordan, one of my favorite scenes in all the movies is when Batman, spoiler alert, Batman loses the fight to Bane. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that yeah. whole fight, which, as far as I know, there were no stunt doubles. Because both right. of those guys are able to do almost all their own stunts because they're both ripped like crazy. And that would have been cool uh, to see that. Oh, you know, man, being, to be there fil- yeah. when they were filming? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think Bane is a better villain than the Joker? No. Well, uh, I think the Joker's a better character. I think he's like more entertaining. He's just got so much more to him. Yeah. I think you almost feel you feel more connected to him because Bane is just, you know, he's overly big and strong. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Joker's not, you know, this you know, some freak I mean, well, mentally, He's not about but, brute force. Right. And yeah. I mean you just kind of get a sense of this could really just be anybody that just turned evil. I mean, huh. you know, Bane. I think that's why they thought the Joker was so evil. It just because there hasn't been a villain like that in right. big movies. I mean, you know, there's just always the superpowers. There's, you know, they construct some big laser thing. You know, there's just nothing that's real. Yeah, the Joker the Joker's is a very real. original villain. Right. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, because he, he really, I mean, he finds the humor in it. Right. And he, w- one of the best parts in The Dark Knight is when <clears throat> Alfred is talking about some men yeah. just want to watch the world burn. 
Every other villain has an agenda. Mm-hmm. Joker's is yeah, that's to make what, that's chaos. That's what set him above. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but Dark Knight Rises is your pick yeah. on your Fat Five, and we and everybody that knows Jordan knows he loves <laughs> loves that movie. Yeah. And um, there's like, a lot of great characters. Oh yeah. Uh, I love the way they handle Catwoman. Yeah, they did that great, um, and she did a great job. She did a wonderful job, and uh, I'll be the first to admit here, I've got a bit of a crush on Anne Hathaway. She's hot. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Jack, for putting it in perspective. <laughs> it's, so, I mean, it's so early in the morning, I, I, I'm not going to put gonna, it We're going to talk even more about Dark Knight Rises later, I have a feeling. Yeah. Uh, so, next on your list. I kind of wanted to get this one out of the way. Um, I know this podcast isn't very much into sports, <laughs> and I just have to say basketball is number two. Ah, I'm, okay. I play that all the time. That's, you know, it just, it's a passion, really. I mean, I just, I find nothing better than just being able to hold that ball and shoot. I mean, it seems so simple, but yeah. I just, it connects with me. I just love it. Yeah. Need, say it, Luke. I need to point out here, Jordan's <laughs> the only one who doesn't weigh 450 pounds. <laughs> hey, hey. The I rest played, of us. I play tennis. Hey, I got it know? I got it down to 430. I'm at my wedding weight. So oh, okay. I'm going to fit good. my tux, actually. You won't, you won't kill your uh, <laughs> yes. newlywood. Yeah. Jordan is an excellent basketball player. Um, I've watched him play a few times. And actually, what's impressed me about Jordan is he did a fundraiser for his team where he shot, was it free throws or three-pointers? It was free throws. Okay, he shot yes. free throws, and you hit 81 out of 100. Is that yes. right? Okay, if it was me, uh, and you challenged me to hit the number that Jordan missed, I couldn't do that. So I couldn't yeah. hit 19 free throws <laughs> out of 100, I'd be I'm lucky pretty sure. If, I'd be lucky uh, if I hit five. Yeah. Who are oh. some of your favorite basketball players, Jordan? Oh, well, I, I really like Tony Parker from the Spurs. Okay. Um, being a, a smaller point guard, you know, yep. he's not really athletic, but he can just play real well. And that's what I like. Okay. Know. And then, of course, LeBron James, just a beast. And just, you yep. know, I like him better than Kobe. Would, so. would you say LeBron is this generation's Michael Jordan? Yes, and I would have to say... I think at the end of his career, he could be considered better, but I just don't know mm-hmm. if it's possible because I just don't think anybody's going to yeah. admit to that. They're not How old say is LeBron? Right around 30 or maybe 28, okay. 29. That's one thing I'm always interested in with athletes is their age yeah. is so important. Oh, yeah. Um, if, you, you know, if you break your leg and when you're in your prime age of oh. like 27 mm-hmm. in any sport, you know, like that's a year of maybe your best stuff going. Yeah. Yeah. In, t- in tennis, if once you hit 30, you're pretty much done. Yeah. Yeah, and people may remember Jack had Roger Federer on yeah. his. So we talk about sports. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Murad, who we played, uh, yeah. we had Nerf gun fights with, and he'll come on the show sometime. Uh, he has the Green Bay Packers on his bat five. He already showed me his. He's <laughs> like, I'm ready to come on the podcast, man. But he has to work tomorrow, so he's asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so basketball for... Yeah. Number yeah, we're going on to number, number three. Two. Yeah, so number three. Um, I kind of I don't know if it's the right name for the color, but it's called electric green. Is what I've heard, but mm-hmm. fluorescent green. But my shoes, if you can see them in the podcast, which you can't, yeah, they're oh, really neon, bright. Neon you know, like, green. Yeah, it's just uh, I love using that color. Even the socks I have right now have some of it in it. I like it. And, you went uh, with a favorite color. Yeah, is something that would make sense on this list. Yes, nobody it else would. has thought of that. Yeah. 
Your shoes really stand out when we have the black light lights yes. on in the youth room. So does the dirt, and that stands out too. That's <laughs> oh. a problem. Well put. But um, neon green, huh? Yeah, I just I use it. I I love it in anything, you know. And uh, I was you, thinking, with this Fab Five, he said if you found these things in the room, basically if the walls were electric green, and then you see hmm. you know, some of the other stuff, so you'll think of me. If you like reflective neon colors, do you also like crossing the street in the middle of the night? <laughs> no, I'm not anywhere in the middle of the night. Do you like okay. to see Spock from Star Trek bleed because his blood is green? Oh, wow, I know Chris. Or do Only you like you, do you like to cut open crustaceans because their blood is green? <laughs> it's you, late, Chris. people. Give me a break. My humor yeah. is not on. Yeah, I don't... butts. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> yeah, not just any green. I'm real picky. It's got to be that exact okay. I didn't even know like you were all about that color. But... Yeah, I don't wear a lot of it, but I can't really find a lot of it. And plus, I don't have a lot of money to spare to just buy all that stuff. So, if you, okay, if you um, could get a neon green car, would you? Yeah. For sure. If, if it could be a truck, that'd be really neat. If you could get a really skin different. color change to neon green, would you? No, that's <laughs> too far. Marvin the If you could get a grill for your teeth that was neon green and flashy, would you get that? I don't know if I'd want anything. <laughs> would you die? I haven't had hair. braces, so I don't want anything on there. Would you dye all the hair on your body neon green? No. I just had an I, awesome... I just want clothes or, you know, like, items in the house. I just had an awesome idea for Jordan. One time, we should have, like, for Jordan's birthday one year or something, watch Troll 2, because yes. the, all the stuff is the yes. nasty neon green, uh, and we can have neon green cookies and snacks and stuff. It'd I, be hilarious and gross. I'll <laughs> eat that, but I don't know... Anybody else here can stomach that while watching that movie. I don't think hey, Jordan could. will like it. Jordan, do you like green eggs and ham? Ooh. <laughs> no. What? No. I, I mean, I guess I haven't really ch- tried it. I don't Let's know. What about the book? No, it's not neon book? green. What? Never book, mind. The Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. It's like neon green in the book. No, it's not. It's well, it's no it's kind of a dull green, but still. Yeah. That's, what that's what I'm it's saying. It's a different type of green. I've had green eggs and ham before. Not too bad. I'm surprised you're still alive. I... What is Jack? Oh, Jack wants to go to number four. Jack, are you tired? Is I'm exhausted. Right, let's make sure this episode goes super long. Number uh, four. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> Number four, I'm going to have to go with a video game. And, um, oh, really? Nintendo Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Oh. Okay. For the Wii. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I always just thought that was just a great one to get a bunch of friends together and just play that for a yeah. while. It's, it's just real free. You know, there's just like all these characters, all these maps, and you get to do up to four. Right. Just real simple, and it's just fun. And you can just do that all the time. And it's kind of really the only game I've mainly played. Well, I have, so, I have a very important question for you. Who's your character in that game? Pit. Is Pit? Is character, yes. Oh. Really? A little bit of Meta Knight, but really just Pit. I like um, Meta Knight, but... Yeah. Uh, Ever since the first Smash Brothers, my character has always been Star Fox. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Adam. All right. High fives. Oh my God, we missed it. We're sitting right next to each other. So tired. <laughs> and they can't He's see so it. Tired. You shouldn't see it. Here, aims off because I shot you in the eye tonight with a Nerf machine gun. And it <laughs> like, stuck. It, it stuck to his eyeball, people. <laughs> He awesome. he thought at first like I was I was sitting over there in the court crying and he's like oh Jack be a man and I'm well, like well it's because uh, we were still playing Jordan was still alive I had to take him out I had a dart in my eye <laughs> I had a mission to accomplish <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a, Jordan that's a good one though that's a fun yeah. game um, 
And actually, I like Brawl a lot because you can go through the mission mode where like you go on like a whole adventure and stuff. It has boss fights. I don't even know like. if I've done that yet. Oh, I, I you really, um, you know. Same with like Call of Duty. Like we never go to any of the mission stuff. It's like once we start a multiplayer or something like that, we just didn't move on. Yeah. So I haven't even done missions on anything. Uh, Call of well, Duty, if so. Jack goes to bed after this, maybe we'll play some Marvel versus Capcom. That's a good fighting game. No, I, I want to play. <laughs> I'm gonna play as Iron Fist because I was showing Jack my Iron Fist comics. Mortal yeah. Kombat. Anyway, number five. I, number five. Number five, my favorite band, which usually no one agrees with me, but uh, Skillet. Skillet. Now, Skillet. I, I'm not too into rock genre or you know that kind of stuff, but I just always yeah. love them. Yeah. Uh, some reason, their songs, mostly mm. his voice. Um, I have these acoustic versions. Yes. Yeah. Well, two hers. There's you know, his wife and then now the young drummer. Right. Yeah. Who, uh, gets in there. And um, I don't know, just they've always... To me, just had some of the best stuff. I don't know. It, for people who don't know, Skillet is a Christian band, yes. uh, rock band, kind of slightly punkish in their early days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And started maybe 1993, 4? 90. Well, their first album was actually in the same month and year I was born. So that's, <laughs> kind so of that's what, 93? 96. 96? Oh, okay. okay. I don't know if you wanted to give away age on this one. <laughs> I, I noticed you dodged that. On oh, yeah. Well,. Whatever. People people yes. don't know math. Chris is 63, right, <laughs> yes. kids? I'm 63 and I weigh 430 pounds. Dude, you had a great life. I have. I am going to die right after we finish <laughs> recording. Because all that Nerf gun fighting. Dude, that real, right I, I was. I, me and Jack had to drag you out of the hallway because you were rolling on <laughs> the floor yep. having a spasm. It was so bad. And it didn't help that you guys are also obese. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we had, just imagine. Thank God for Jordan. Jordan was Jordan was like a logger running on top of us, like rolling yeah, us around, exactly. you know, like walking you know, on us. Let's see. Jordan, what was Jordan. that movie? That was the uh, Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka, yeah. yeah the Blueberry, Blueberry Girl. Blueberry, yeah. yeah. Well, if that you was, don't know, uh, Jordan is about 6'4". And he's yep. like, and black. Yeah, he's black, and he's like, um, two hundred and fifty pounds of pure muscle, so he can pick up just about anything. Dude, I actually, swear. Actually, Jordan's the whitest white kid. He'll, yeah, he'll yeah know. I, mean, <laughs> I swear he looks like Superman, but he's black. So um, I'm going to disagree on both counts. <laughs> what were what were we no, talking? Uh, about? We were talking about Skillet. Know. Skillet. Um, yeah. Oh, I was going to say I've seen them um, live nice. twice, and they their energy is. Unbelievable! Oh yeah, like some of the I, best. I'm a big fan shows. of a lot of their early stuff. Jack or Jordan, have you seen them live? Yes, I have. Nice. That was a good show. Yes, it was in the Winter Jam tour, um, 2012. So nice. Oh, so you just so, saw them? Yeah, pretty recent. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty neat. So what's you, uh, what's like your favorite Skillet albums that people? Can... Yeah, I've, Comatose had a lot. Okay. Uh, they had a lot of good ones. Like I, I really like their slower ones. Like, uh, the older I get, the last night, um, those nights, mm-hmm. and then uh, especially yours, the hold was just really neat. Uh, the acoustic version of that is amazingly impressive, just yep. because of his voice, and it's purely his voice, and you have a little bit of guitar, and it was just great. And they've got probably what ten albums. Yeah, uh, they have quite a bit. I don't know about ten though. It's well, if you include like some acoustic stuff and B-side maybe stuff so. and everything, they, maybe they, not ten major releases. But. Yeah, their latest one was a little small remix EP, so yeah, there could see. be. 
you include yeah. EPs and stuff, they they gotta be close. Now, when was Comatose released? Two thousand six. Oh, okay, I'm pretty sure. I was gonna say I think it came out maybe when I was in uh, elementary school. Two thousand six. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now we're messing with people. Chris. It came out when Jordan was born. <laughs> so Jordan's a little baby. I'm holding him in my arms. Six feet, his six feet tall though. Um, and just to not to make it a Fab Six, but I asked Jordan before if Cigarros was going to be on his Fab Five. I thought it was Cigarros. Cigarros, Cigarros, whatever. Cigarros. Um, which uh, Jordan Cigarose. and I both are yeah. real big fans, and we are going to see them in concert yeah. in April, and that's going to be awesome. So I know. We'll I definitely f- talk about that. Keep forgetting I already paid for the ticket and all that. Oh, yeah, that's so coming You're all up. set, brother. I know. Can't wait. All right. Well, that is Jordan's Fab Five. Yeah, so if you see a room that's electric green walls with skillet posters and skillet Skillet music playing while there's Smash Brothers on the TV and... And Jordan dressed, shooting hoops, saying, I'm Batman. (laughs) Then you will think of me. Yes. Yes. Actually, you know what? I I was going to ask this later, but why don't we do it now so we can keep do the lighthearted stuff now. What is... I'll go first so you guys can think about it. Think about what is your favorite, like, Batman parody or, like, something you've seen in Batman where it's like a joke where you laugh. And I'll, I'll go first. Luke's already got his, but I'll go first so you guys have time to think. So, Luke, you can go next. Are you ready? Or yep. Okay. Mine is Batman Dynamite, where it's a video where they take Napoleon Dynamite and give him Batman's voice. And so it's like, what are you going to do today, Napoleon? Whatever I feel like. God. He's like, Kip, bring me my chapstick. My lips hurt real bad. And it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's worth finding online, but it's not easy to find on YouTube. I, it's not called Batman and Dynamite. It's called something else or something. So that's mine. Well, college humor. There's yep. some fantastic parodies. Oh I... I just roll from the floor laughing. Yeah. Each and every time, literally. The, the one where um, he, it's the child or the clown for the children's party. Yeah. I haven't seen that. You one. haven't seen that one. Okay. Uh, like, what I, it, also, what about the one where? Um, oh yeah, he's finding his voice. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was p- hilarious. He's trying different voices. Yeah. And, and he, like, I, I love how the actor for it, he, he, Batman's, like, all retarded and crap. So <laughs> oh, yeah, like, he keeps his lips all loose. He looks like a fish. Yes. That guy's pretty funny. You can tell college humor they really like Batman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's Luke's. Um, Jack's got his. Mine is kind of more, I don't, I wouldn't say, it's not, it's not a direct parody, but, like, it's on a TV show. On the Fairly Odd Parents, Catman. Uh, voiced, ah. voiced by Adam West. Oh, nice! Probably is my favorite because he just he's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's so. I mean, it's oh, I mean, over the top of fairly odd parents. There's some pretty funny episodes yeah. in there. Yeah. Okay, Catman, Jordan. I don't know if I've seen really enough. Maybe I should do that more parodies tonight. I don't know. Just maybe we'll, those. we'll each show you ours and you yeah. can decide. Oh my gosh. I have a very not safe for work one to show you immediately. We'll we'll do that later. Um, All right. So those are our funny Batman moments. We're going to skip on news and there'll be no middle segment today. We're just going to go straight into our discussion of The Dark Knight Returns, the uh, DVDs that have come out. 
so, cartoon movie. Yeah, cartoon movies that have come out based on the original comic. Uh, so if you want to watch that in between segments one and two, now's your opportunity. They're both out on DVD. So, all right. That is segment one, and we will see everyone in segment two. Well. All right, welcome back to the Creative Listening Podcast. We are in segment two now, in the last segment, the final segment for episode five. It's of yeah. utmost importance. And just so you know, it's the exact same cast. Uh, myself, Chris Berkheimer, yeah. Luke, Luke Laris. Yeah. Yep. Nobody got lost. Nobody got lost. DeLorean right over. Yeah. Jack Bynum. Right. And Jordan Williamson. Yep. Yep. And the right. cat in the bathroom. <laughs> and, the ba- <laughs> and Dustin is tied up in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> As usual. Yep. Um, with, with as many chains. As yeah. The Cowboys are awful. So listen to that, Dustin. You can't tell me no right now because you're tied up. And later we're going to shoot you with Nerf guns. With machine guns. You'll live, but you'll kind of you'll feel the darts. And they won't hurt later, but you'll feel them when they hit. <laughs> All right? All right. So this is our discussion of the Dyke. Uh, my gosh. The Dark Knight Returns DVD cartoon movies uh, that the DC Animated Universe has released. Uh, the first one came out in mid-2012, and the second one just came out in, in late January of 2013. So, um, both available uh, for fairly cheap at Best Buy, Target, everywhere. Target, you can send us gift cards for promoting you. Best Buy, you can send us gift cards for promoting you. And the Porsche 911 is the nicest car ever made. All right. Uh, <laughs> so... Tonight, I had seen... Well, let me say this. I'm the only person here that has read the original comic book, the Frank Miller comic book. Mm-hmm. I, I know that for a fact, because I interrogated everyone else. What's um, a comic book? The Frank Miller comic book came out in 1986, mm-hmm. and was kind of a groundbreaking comic of just, uh, we can do Batman, and we can do it dark and gritty, and... Um, so Frank Miller really put a different spin on it, and it definitely brought the realm. I think you guys would agree, seeing the movie, the realm of politics, yeah. and hardcore in the oh, Batman yeah. for sure. Yeah, Reagan um, the, on there. Yeah, Reagan is in it, and we'll get to Reagan. I I, I want to kind of walk us through the story in sequence, and uh, y'all stop me anytime you want to throw something in. But um, the original story, one of the most famous comic books ever. We watched both movies tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had seen the first one already, but I watched it again with y'all, and then we all, for the first time, watched part two. And um, I guess, do you, you guys want to do, Luke, do you want to do reviews at the end, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, do that. We'll kind of give it our... Like pros and cons. Yeah, pros and... Well, and we'll just kind of give it whether a thumbs up, you should watch it, or... or um, I'll give the content warning now, though. Yeah. Um, it is not a children's cartoon. No. It's based on a very gritty, uh, mature reader's comic. Uh, there's there's uh, some blood. There's violence, for sure. There's some awkwardness. Definitely, yeah. What Luke's egging me on. Oh, uh, Luke wants to talk about... 
And there, no, I don't want to talk. This about is that. this is. Uh, I'll be the only person to talk about it. This is probably the only time we'll talk about it. Um, there is a gang leader that shows up that is uh, a woman who is bare chested, wearing swastikas to cover um, things. Yes, things, parts, and things. Things we do not understand because we're because you're four, single four, and sad and alone. <laughs> we're we're four Christian boys who. Who are sheltered? Um, <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, there is there is that part. That's about a f- five seven minute sequence, but it, it's in the comic, and they I got to tell you the the movies are very true to the comics, so they just put everything in there. Um, Ronald Reagan is the president when the comic was written and when it came out, and he's the president in this movie. So, um, and we'll just kind of treat it like one film, really, yeah. mm. um, make it easy on ourselves. So it starts out, and I think you guys, I didn't tell y'all much before starting out, but you guys no. picked up on Batman had retired, mm-hmm. and uh, Commissioner Gordon was going to retire, mm-hmm. and and let's just start out talking about Batman, uh, Peter Weller, who was RoboCop, yeah. does the voice. Oh, superb and, job. Really? Voice. Oh, okay. I, I superb absolutely love Jack. That. Superb. What do you think, Luke? Um, about the voice. The or? voice, yeah. Oh, yeah, that. It was good. good. Jordan? Yeah, I think so. I just was expecting, you know, what I see in the Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah. Whenever it's animated, I expect Kevin Conroy, which I don't don't know if you guys know his voice. Kevin Conway? Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy would be way different. (laughs) Kevin Conroy did the voice for the animated series and does a really, really good job. He does the Arkham Asylum and Arkham City video games. Um, To me, he's the voice of Batman. But uh, Peter Weller does a good job. But I have to say, there's some scenes, especially in the second movie, where he has to give speeches, and they come off very flat to me, because he's supposed to be inspiring people, and he he didn't rouse me at all. Like I was right. just like, ah, you know what, I'm going to sit this one out, bro, even though you're Batman. <laughs> but it's a cartoon movie. You're not it's a cartoon movie. Into but that. but you know what, we're going to get into it when we talk about the Joker. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, wh- complete spoilers for these movies. We're going to talk about everything. Um Michael Emerson voices the Joker, and he does. He's so good. Yep. Uh, Benjamin Linus. Benjamin from Linus. Lost, from Lost, yeah. yeah. So Batman um, comes out of retirement because of Two Face. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two Face. They, they. I think actually an interesting. I hadn't thought about this too much until just watching it tonight. Two Face coming out of retirement and being the split personality really is supposed to mirror. Batman having two personalities, yeah, mm-hmm. and and coming out of retirement. Did was, y'all pick up on that? Yeah, kind it was of a, it was a very unique. Oh, it was, it's it's a very uh, archetypal kind of thing where the hero is confronted with something yeah. that's like him, but has taken a turn for the worse. Right. Yeah. Um, also, real quick, uh, I don't think he came out of retirement because of um, Two Face, but because of the mutants. Because that's where it started. Yeah. You know, he was and taking the mutants are a gang. Yeah. This, yeah. Young gang, yeah. um, that are parading around Gotham, and and they're the the main threat to Gotham. Yeah, which you're right about that, Luke. But I feel like until Two Face showed up, though, I don't know. I kind of disagree with you on that one. Oh, okay. Um, I think you make a good point, but I think Batman came out of retirement because of a villain that he's familiar with uh-huh. and mm-hmm. knew he had to stop. Mm-hmm. Because Two Face, they they fix his face. Yeah. And so he's normal on both sides. So he's really just Harvey Dent, really. 
Um, but psychologically, he can't get past that. And um, eventually, they you realize that he thinks both sides are messed up. Yeah. Um, in his head, that's what he's seen. So, um, Batman comes out of retirement, and Bruce Wayne is really an old curmudgeon. And yeah. he's... And I gotta say, Batman in these movies, he's like a he's like an old bull or something. <laughs> yeah. Like he's very brute force. He's huge. Yeah. And he's yeah, he's like hulking. Like kind he's of. he's massive. Yeah. He's got he's got some very effective steroids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's got something that makes bullets just miss him. We'll we'll get into that more. <laughs> yeah. But it, uh, despite being as big as an elephant. Yeah. yeah. So he comes out of retirement, and really when he starts to come out of retirement, I think, Jordan, you really started to pick up on this. You see so many parallels in The Dark Knight Returns that Christopher Nolan used in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, you want to talk about some of those that you saw? Just remind me of one real quick so I can get rolling. Um, Um, Well, one I know is when he's chasing the, the criminals and the cops see him. Uh, there's the young cop and the old cop. Do you oh, that? yeah. 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 I mean, that, he almost said the same Yeah, stuff. he said, like, the same line. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty neat. And, you know, I guess Christopher Nolan said, like, you're in for a show tonight, son. But then, like, in this movie, it's just like, you're in for a show. I mean, that was, like, almost yeah. the only difference. Because I mean, the rookie neat. cop doesn't know much about right. Batman. But the old cop is yeah. sees Batman and, and he slows the car yeah. down. Yeah. Once yeah. I saw that, I was trying to think, what is the young one going to do? Because he saw he was starting to go after. Yeah. Whereas in, like, Dark Knight Rises, it was a real quick, you know, shot his gun. And yeah. That was it. And, but, and also there's the same thing of nobody's seen Batman in ten years. Yeah. And Bruce right. Wayne is kind of cooped up. Yeah, so a lot of parallels between uh, this movie and The Dark Knight Rises, right. which I think Christopher Nolan was smart to do. Oh, yeah. Because um, there's... And, in fact, after we watched the first one, Jordan, you said it was brilliant. Oh, yeah. You, you really enjoyed um, it. Yeah, I thought it just... Did a great job. I guess maybe because it reminded me of Dark Knight Rises. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, just leading up to, I didn't, you know, really like all the end stuff. I don't really care for those kind of villains. I don't know. But we'll get to that point later, okay. I guess. But okay. Um. So moving along, we we follow Batman really cracking down on what you might say is like regular criminals, not super villains, right. not the mutant gang, just bank robbers. Stuff like that. Um, and he definitely... This is a very brutal Batman. A very unforgiving Batman. Mm, yes. I think it's a good way to put it. And But it works because he's old. Yes. <laughs> and, he's had enough. Yeah, he's had enough. That's a good way to put it. Um, he's kind of the get-off-my-lawn kid. <laughs> and, it's, and it's kind of like he snaps. And he's just like, Gotham is my lawn. And I'm just... If I have to, I may consider even killing you. Even yeah. though Batman doesn't kill. Yeah, especially in the second movie. That's yeah, especially the second movie. Um, or just the latter half of this story. Mm-hmm. And one thing, uh, I think we'll go ahead and bring it up now, because the first movie doesn't have as much to talk about as far as highlight points to yeah, me. It's, it's mainly but, Batman having a lo- long streak of... Yeah, um, yeah, and, and you even get some of his origin story. He flashes back to his parents, and yeah. a bat flies through his window, and he gets inspired, and and all that. I'm, you know, I it's good to see, but it's one of those things. As a longtime Batman fan, I'm like, okay, 
Bring, give going. me something new. Yeah. yeah. Um, but one thing that's front and center uh, throughout all the stories is there's definitely Frank Miller was bringing up the left left wing and the right wing and the media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what did you guys think of, like, there's just short segments from the TV, yeah. like, interviews and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And especially there's this psychologist character yeah. that deals with Two-Face and the Joker. What what were some stuff that stand, stood out for y'all? For well, that? one thing is he kept blaming Batman to, for being the source of their right. psychoticness. Yeah. And so I think I think he was just trying to, almost like a lawyer... Who knows his client is guilty, but he has an obligation to defend right. his client, sort of thing. Yeah, and maybe he was trying to trick himself into thinking that they were, and, you know. And he calls Joker and Two Face victims. Yeah, even yes. though they're killers. Yeah, completely. I mean, and, and the public and buys he, it. He yeah. keep, and he keeps calling Batman narcissistic, and he's that the psychologist is really the narcissistic yeah for the both uh the joker it, he's and the, the psychologist is always appearing on tv yes and even when he goes out with the joker he's like i'll be right mm-hmm. by your side so he's gonna be on camera too yeah um he doesn't want to miss the spotlight and um i don't think you guys know do, do any of you know who lana lang is no she's another reporter that um had the hots for superman they dated for a while mm-hmm. and, and she was in she there. was in the movie she debates the psychologist on one of the debate shows. She's the very pro-Batman woman. Mm-hmm. And she's basically flipping out. And, and the audience, I think, is too, because you're like, Batman could cure, you know, AIDS, and this guy would be like, Batman is obviously evil, you know? And he'd be like, curing AIDS is a delusion that the people have come up with, you know? Yeah. Um, and so this woman's ticked about it, Lana Lang. She's ticked off about it. I would be too. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, obviously. Um, so you have Lana Lang, all the debate stuff come coming up, and then uh, <laughs> Jack just had a brain fart. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Oh, uh, what was it? Um, I like the whole idea of how the Joker, without Batman, he was just like a vegetable. He oh, like, yeah. It he, shows... He couldn't do anything. Quick glimpses of the Joker where he's basically shut down because there's no Batman. Yeah. yeah. So he has he has nothing to do. And I think that's pretty apparent right away. And that makes him even more like creepy because you how know messed up is how that? messed up is yeah. he to where he's almost like the narcissistic one. Yeah. To where he's yeah. like I I can't exist if I don't have an opponent. Yeah. Which yeah, I think I thought it led pretty well with like they kept showing that and then you just saw of course, you know, right at the end of the first part one. Yeah. You see him smile or perk up whenever something on TV, you know, with Batman. Um, it's when the the sons of Batman show up. Right, and, yeah. and it's obviously Batman has some influence again that wakes Joker up. Well, before we get to that, um, Two-Face comes back, and there's a pretty cool action scene with Two-Face, and there's two helicopters and two bombs, and, you know, yeah. all the... And they they need $22 million is his yeah. ransom. And uh, that was pretty neat, but really, that whole scene for me, all that is more about Batman's identity and the duality of I can't be Bruce Wayne, I'm Batman. Yeah. You know? Um, y'all mm-hmm. agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's what that's more about. Yeah. But, you know, it's still interesting. Two-Face is far from my favorite Batman villain. He's pretty... He's I not at the back him, of the list, but he's in the middle of the list for me. Um, yeah. 
Actually, I'd I'd love to. Maybe we'll do this at the end. Think about who your favorite Batman is. Batman villain is who's not the Joker. Well, I'll have to see more uh, villains then because yeah. I only know uh, the Joker, Bane, and Two Face. Okay. Yeah. Now, are any um, of the like the old Catwoman? You know, Catwoman. Well, Catwoman. Well, she's, she's, she's not she's a villain. villain. Kind of. Halle Berry's. Ra's al Ghul. Kind of one. Or well, oh, Ra's yeah. al Ghul is one. Well, he taught Batman everything he knew. Um, yeah, I, don't, that's, I don't really consider him a real villain. He's more of a just kind of it, thrown in there. Me, myself, coming from the comics a little more, I definitely consider him a villain. But oh, okay. he's also been an ally sometimes, too. He's just um, kind of in the middle. But moving on, there, it really don't get too much of the meat of the story, things we can talk about till part two. But um, one thing that does start to show up in part one is the character... Um, Carrie, no, her last name is Carrie. Anyways, it's the new Robin. Oh, no, her first name is Carrie. It's Carrie Kelly. Carrie Kelly, there we go. Carrie Kelly. Okay, I'll just say it now. I do not like this character. Do not like that Robin. Bad bad decision. Now, I want to find out, first, just real quick, I'll I'll point at y'all. Do you like the character of Robin at all? I mean, not not the Robin character in this movie, just the idea of Robin... And in the well, comics, in the movies, whatever. Luke, I yes have, or no? I have no experience with okay. uh, seeing Robin. Okay. But, it, you know, a sidekick for that moment. Okay, Good so work. you like the idea of a, maybe a sidekick. Then. Yeah. Okay. Robin I, fan? I, Jordan? I never like when anything, like, comes with Batman. I feel like he should just be mm-hmm. by himself. I don't... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like that. He's too. always been the solo player. The little yeah. Wolf. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jack? I, I agree with Jordan, but I also think having... The apprentice, you know, eventually become yeah, the master. Cool. It it adds a different element that he maybe he is this, you know, this figure that people are drawn to to be to be taught by. Yeah, um, I I'm gonna go with yes, with the criteria of um, as long as it creates some complications for Batman because it creates more Batman stories. Yeah, there's more things you can do when he has like for example, some of my favorite stuff in the comics right now is. Batman's actual son, um, Ra's al Ghul's daughter, Talia, um, had a son with Batman. And his son is now Robin. But he's kind of a little prick. He's he's a self-entitled little jerk. But he can fight, you know? And um, and he's, he's strong for his age and everything. So I like those stories of Batman and Bruce having to figure out how to be a dad. You know, oh. um, and I, one thing I also do love is the Bat family, which is like Nightwing and, and Batgirl and all these other kind of Red Robin, all these other characters. Um, Red Robin. I, I like, yes, I know. Um, <laughs> unfortunate. So I do like some of those things, um, but we don't have time to go into that. But Luke, I knew right away you would hate. Carrie Kelly. I, yeah, I couldn't even tell if she was even a girl at first. Yeah. It, this is... It, it is kind of hard to tell. I remember first re- reading the comic first time, and I was like, is that boy or a girl? Well, you can't even tell on the movie. Either. Yeah. And, and, it's and it's kind of an ambiguous name, too. Yes. <laughs> you know? um, Jordan, what did you think of Carrie? I guess it was all right in this yeah. movie. Um, it, it did add a different element, and it, it was just it was interesting. Yeah. She does save Batman a few times. Oh, well, yeah. yes, but it's... I, I don't like that, though. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Batman doesn't need saving. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jack? Well, 
in this instance, I did like it yeah. because they made it work the way they incorporated her. They didn't have her fighting alongside Batman. She was doing a lot of things kind of in the background mm. as like support, but also kind of like maybe she kind of takes some of the blows because it seems like Batman's being turned into almost like how Wolverine was is with the X-Men. Mm. They just kind of get the crap beat out of him all the time, <laughs> and nobody else gets hurt. Yes. You know? Oh, my God. Oh, my... It, it's Let's have a quick sidebar. <laughs> okay. I hate that Wolverine is always the only person that ever gets shot on the X-Men. And he, he gets he, shot no, all the no, time. No, he gets the living crud beat out yes. of him. And then, like, Cyclops has, like, a cut. Yeah. Wolverine is supposed to be, like, the trained killer, yet yeah. he's always getting dismantled <laughs> and burned. Like, just yeah. next time you watch, or anything with the X-Men, just watch how much abuse takes Wolverine oh takes. All right. Sidebar over for Carrie Kelly, the Robin, and, and the Dark Knight uh, Returns. I'm completely neutral. Um, oh, really? I, 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 she, for me, is a character that I don't, I don't love, I don't hate. Um, if you presented me two story ideas, one with her, one without, I'd say uh, both of them sound kind of interesting, really. Um, it's just... It, it's such a long story, I think you might need a character, another character, to kind of mix yeah. it up. Well, if the character were just a bit better and not yeah. nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the actress did a pretty good job with yeah. her. Well, I think the problem is the way she's written. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I also, I think what they did in the movies, kind of instead of having, you know, uh, with the Dark Knight and Batman Begins and all them, they kind of had almost like Alfred take that, take that sidekick spot, right? Also. Where they had Alfred, and in this movie, Alfred had like ten lines. I mean, he really, yeah, didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, another thing, I just didn't see the point of Alfred having Jr. Alfred because yeah. he's yeah. probably a hundred on hundred by now. Uh, he should be dead. Of course, yeah. he, he does die, and he, he movie, serves very still. little purpose. Yeah, Jordan, are you nodding yes? Yeah, I like what Luke said. It was he didn't have. Like, I hate to say like I didn't feel as impacted when he did die. Like, well, what was? I mean, I know it's kind of bad, but I mean, yeah. just like it's, he didn't even. He really wasn't a part of it, and anyways, but I like that idea of that. Really was. His job in the Nolan movies, right, was taking that place, and yeah, but I like I like that young. kind of sidekick, just kind of in the back, and yeah, and we'll get to the end. I I, I actually want to spend quite a bit of time on the very end of the whole story because yeah. I think there's some interesting stuff there, um, and when you guys don't know, well, uh, I'll tell you this now, but uh, we'll talk about it later. There there was a sequel book written to The Dark Knight Returns, mm. and it was awful. Really, um, I've read a little bit of it. It was universally panned, pretty much. It was very, very bad. So it, it does not live up to this story. Um, Hopefully so they're not going to make a movie of it. They won't make a movie of it, trust me. Nobody likes it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's very much a hated book. Because the first one was so loved and so game-changing. Because yeah. until that point, you have to think about, in 1986... Batman was still a little bit of the Adam West Batman. Yeah, the, there wasn't as much dark stuff going on the at this time. Um, and and before we get to the mutant gang, what they represent really is New York in the 1980s uh, was a very dangerous place. Coming out of the 70s. Yeah, yeah coming out of the 70s. And you had the rise of the right wing... Um, and I'm not going to bring my personal politics into this, but I'm, I'm just going to kind of tell it the way I've, I've seen it and the way I've understood it, is 
you had Reagan get elected, which, like Luke said, Reagan shows up mm-hmm. in the second movie. Um, Reagan gets elected, and it's all of a sudden a more conservative America coming from the 70s and, and the 60s, really, too. Which was a much um, And movie. you have, like, Carrie Kelly's parents are a great example. They're hip, aging hippies. Mm-hmm. And you never see your parents, but they're t- constantly talking about they're smoking out. Um and talking about their rallies they went to back in the day and how they yeah. made a difference and well, all that stuff. One thing that maybe um, why the Libbies, why the liberals hate Reagan so much, and I'm I'm pretty I'm a conservative guy. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm a I conservative guy. But the reason the Reagan was, I mean, he's a cowboy guy. I'll, yeah, I'll say that he oh, was certainly in this movie. Certainly <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Well, he he was. Um, the governor of California in the 1960s during the whole hippie movement. Well, he was already at that point, like uh, 45, 50, he was getting on in years. So he didn't understand the whole times were changing. He didn't understand the input. Maybe he understood, but he didn't. I think he understood to to a degree, but certainly he may have been out of touch due to his age. So as those disgruntled hippies got older and moved out all over the country... Especially in the '80s, when they hit about 35, they were bitter towards Reagan because they didn't, he didn't, he wasn't as nice to them. So when he got elected, there was some bitterness yeah. in the social realm. But and it's, I think it's probably interesting if we have any listeners who are much older than us and remember Reagan as president, because none of us were no. alive. Well, I was alive. I'll say that you guys, you were weren't um, infant, uh, but I was too young to know yeah. <laughs> anything. Other than poop pants eat food. <laughs> it's sad uh, that he was really good. But <laughs> my mom's favorite president, okay. I know that. Well, yeah. well, let's so, not get too much. Yeah, I know. We're we're we moving can, past it. We can it's, argue it's all important. day like Congress and not arrive to a conclusion. <laughs> Burn. Burn. Um So I want to talk about the mutant gang. Because I think they're the looming element in the first movie that Batman has to prove. Um, like Jack was even saying, uh, for Batman to be relevant, he needs to remove the mutants from power. That's mm-hmm. obvious. Yeah. And that is a challenge that um, I think we as an audience certainly want him to meet and think he's going to meet, but there's doubt there. Yeah. Um, because the mutant gang leader, we all talked about this, is... Um, feels a lot like Bane. Yes, he does. Um, He's muscular. He's well-organized, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's vicious. And and Alfred even says in this movie, uh, Bruce, don't fight him. He's in his prime, and you're not. Yeah. And that was a line that Dark Knight Rises completely pulled. Um, And so Batman kind of shakes down the mutant gang at first, but then his first real encounter with especially the mutant leader is when he shows up, and Luke, I want you to talk about this because I know you love it. Batman shows up in a tank, basically. Yes. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Good. Yeah. He just totally annihilates yeah. the whole place. But he has this tank. He's shooting rubber bullets out of it. He, I, um, it he shoots did flares. Seem like rubber bullets. Yeah. It seemed like they were actually getting mowed down. Yeah. Well, rubber um, bullets hurt. Yeah, I'm sure. I have never been shot by one, and I never want to. Be. I have. They yeah. hurt. Okay. Um, he's shooting rubber bullets out of him. He's got flares. The mutants are coming at him with 
uh, even RPGs, mm-hmm. but certainly machine guns. They jump on top of it and try and pry open with hammers. And then the electric shocks, um, and that was oh awesome. yeah, some guys get on. That was a very cool moment. Some guys get on the roof of the Batmobile, and he turns, flips a switch, and they all get electrocuted. Um, but one thing I thought was kind of cool um, is Christopher Nolan once again just took that idea and made the tumbler. Yes. Um, but he made it his own. He definitely made the tumbler his own. But still, you can see where the idea. It's, it's a bit of a tank. Yeah. yeah. And and the it makes sense though for Batman to go policing around a tank. You know. Yeah. Especially when it's got his face on the front of it. Yeah, it yeah. does have his face on the front. Very yeah. cool though. Yeah, Luke. Luke had a geek out moment <laughs> for sure. Yeah, um, but then I scene I love. Tank pulls up on the mutant leader, and the mutant leader walks right up to him, and he's like, come out and face me, old man. And Batman does it. And well, I wanted him to just run right over that point. Just come on. <laughs> Jeez. Just you're too, you're too old for this yeah. crap. Yeah. <laughs> it, doesn't make some, it doesn't really make a movie. I mean, that's the kind of yeah. stuff he was one, but yeah. yeah. That would but that was pretty neat me. with, um, you know, just getting right up in the cannon, basically, and just, you know, yeah. challenging him. And then they have what I, I think was a, a pretty awesome fight. And that whole action scene, I think the animation there is spectacular. Yeah. Um, the action there and everything. And even Carrie Kelly has uh, some parts where she's throwing some punches. And I, I thought that was actually pretty cool. It was pretty good. Um, mixes it up a little. That's, yeah. that's what she's there for, to mix it up. Um, and then Batman, in the fight, gets his arm broken mm-hmm. uh, and starts losing. Even though he, when he first comes out, he takes down the moon, he like tackles him and beats on him for a good yeah. minute and a half. But then the mutant leader comes back and starts fighting him pretty mm-hmm. hardcore. And he, he comes back several times. From yeah, what would not pretty much anybody out. Yeah, um, and obviously you know it's it's embellished for the movies, but I don't mind. Yeah. I like watching him punching <laughs> out for a while. And so they take it out for a while. The mutant leader gets is that when yeah he gets a crowbar. Yes. And starts beating on Batman, and Carrie Kelly saves the day, uh, jumps on the mutant leader's back, and uh, sticks her thumbs in his eyes. There were so many times when I just wanted her to die right there. (laughs) And so basically, Batman, with his tail between his legs, gets back into his tank, and he and Carrie go back to the Batcave. Um, And and really, the only, only things I think... Y'all tell me if there's anything. The only other thing worth talking about in the movie is um, just right back to when Batman has to confront the mutant leader again. Yeah. Um, because they put him in jail, and he Batman... Kills the mayor. He, oh, that, that was Yeah, he funny. kills the mayor. I did, I did want to bring that up. Yeah, y'all talk about that. Yeah, okay, he sent... The mayor is, uh, you know, wants to negotiate with the yeah. mutant leader. And, and Jack said something good during the movie. He said he was spineless. Yeah, the, the oh, he's a jellyfish. Spineless. Yeah, he's like a jellyfish, he, yeah. He does look like one. And, yeah. And he, he goes in there... They, they shut the door behind him, and he, all the time he's all scared of that. And, and then you hear this scream, and they open the door, and there's the mutant leader just finished Covered him, in blood. his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, I don't know what he did to him. It doesn't really show a body or anything. You just see a lot of well, blood. You, well, you see the body. You just, I didn't see yeah, the head, you don't, so I figured that's what happened. Yeah. 
Luke, you take it to the most morbid part. Yeah, all right. <laughs> no, it's funny. I didn't mention but, um, the missing ones. <laughs> the next, the next part is kind of where. Um, well, Batman and Gordon, which Gordon's about to retire. Yeah. Batman and Gordon basically devise a plan of they're going to let the mutant leader go, and actually, something I think maybe the best thing Carrie Kelly does to serve a purpose is she goes in disguise as a mutant. Yeah. Um, and actually, let's talk about this real quick. There's what were their names? Ro- Rob and Don. Rob yeah, and Don. Two, like, I think two of our favorite characters. Dumb and dumb. <laughs> well, I, dumb I, and dumber. Yeah. When they first showed up, I I don't understand why they actually had names on the their two of the mutant gang. Weird. Their shirts say "My name is Rob" and the other one says "My name is Don." And you guys wouldn't may not know this. The original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon show. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of voice actors I recognized in this movie. Um, and Rob and Don are two of them I recognized as mm. they had voices in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon show. So they've been doing cartoons a long time, I guess. Um, and I think there's some, supposed to be in the movie some subtle turtle hints. Because another one's a news anchor that reminds me of a news anchor on the Turtles. Um, the, the, so the only thing it reminded me of was the racist uh, Transformers from the those yeah. movies. But I um I think it was very intentional for them to be these two dumb gang members that only speak in slang, which mm-hmm. I actually like the slang. They call yeah. everybody Spud. Slice and dice. Yeah, they slice. <laughs> we're we slice their dices. Yeah. And uh, they call everybody Spud. That's like their. I don't, I don't know what kind name. of name, like bro or something, you know? Something. Um, but it, it can be kind of used as an insult, as a versatile word. Just I, like potatoes are versatile. I actually, I, I think that <laughs> is a, a term up there. Maybe it is. Yeah, or Chicago, maybe it used to be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. In the maybe 80s, again, again right now. <laughs> that, might, that might be all 80s yeah. lingo. It, uh, I, think, I think it was more Frank Miller trying to create the lingo of the future. Or oh, okay. But it, it's obvious they're supposed to, you know, use this gang lingo. Anyways, Carrie Kelly goes in disguise and tricks everybody, gets all the mutants to meet at a certain spot, the pipe. And the mutant leader, long story short, Gordon sets it up so that he can go out a sewage pipe, out of prison, escape out of it, but he only has one way. And so he jumps out into a mud hole and... Batman is right behind him and tackles him. In and front then, of all the other mutants. Or he was actually, yeah, in he front. was standing in the pipe. Yeah, he was in the pipe. Yeah. Looking at all the mutants out there. Yeah, And then yeah. Batman just comes from behind and just like and tackles, tackles him into the Tackles him into a pig swallow. And then that's the moment. And did you guys kind of realize at that moment that like... Yeah, he's got to beat up the mutant leader yes. in order to... He has to. It, I mean, it's, like, it's kind of an old. Um, it goes to way old mythology of like if you killed the king, you became the king. Type yeah. Of. yeah. Jack, don't mess with your headphone cords because I can see Luke sweating over there. <laughs> I don't break those things. <laughs> yeah, that is my headphone. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Well, I just thought for noise. Anyways, so he tackles him, gets him in the mud, and I I want to hear from y'all. What y'all think of this fight? It was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was um, it was realistic because. A guy, especially a mutant of that size, in that deep of mud, yeah, wouldn't be very mobile. Right, and that was Batman's idea, to, yeah. Slow, yeah, to, slow, him to slow him down. I like how he mentioned that, because I guess the mutant leader said, you old man, you're so slow, he said, yeah. well, everybody's slow in the mud, or something like that. Yeah. That was, it was neat. Um, it was a good idea. I, I really liked how uh, Batman... Yeah, put a pet over his eyes. So oh, that was great. There were yeah. some neat strategies. In he, Batman fights smarter in this one. Yes. Right? Because 
he uh, he punches him like he's, Luke said. He punches him over the eye, and he tells him why he did it, so well, it, it'll well, cover his blind him. The mutant leader mocks him. He's like, "What was right. that?" And yeah. Like, oh, that was a cut to make yeah. you bleed and crap. And yeah. then and then later, Batman uh, hits a nerve. Yes. And, renders his arm useless, and, and the mutant lynch like, oh, is that a tickle? And, oh, yeah. that pulled out a nerve bunch. Yeah, he said, um, he said, um, it probably doesn't hurt very much, but you won't be using that arm in this fight again. <laughs> and, uh, and then there's another great line that Batman has, where he says, um, you don't understand, this isn't a, this isn't a fight, or this isn't a mud hole, this is an operating table, and I'm the surgeon. Yes, uh, and then he starts breaking and, all and his limbs. he starts breaking the guy's limbs. As he, he puts him in He the, puts him in an arm bar, yeah. and then he, he breaks his leg. He but, breaks his arms and then his leg. Yeah. And he and, just lays there. But they have this, this great fight, and uh, again, another just great action animation scene. Um, and there's a pretty crazy part where the mutant gets behind him and bites him. Oh yeah, draws that, blood because his I, teeth will fry out. I think that was in the first. Is that the first one? Yeah, it's in one of the two. But his teeth are filed, and he's like a shark, you know, like yeah. chops. And, um, so, uh, basically, finish up the fight, which you know, great action scene. And actually, something I I I meant to show y'all, um, that whole scene is in Batman the Animated Series in an episode where some kids. Um, all give their different versions of Batman. They're like, Batman's not like this, he's like this. And then they do, like, old-school Adam West-style Batman, and then they do Dark Knight Returns Batman. So there's actually another version of that scene um, in a different cartoon, and it's pretty good. And actually, um, Jeremy Irons, I don't know if you all know who he is, but he's a famous old actor, did the voice for that one. He does a good job. Anyways, um, so really finishing up part one... Batman becomes the mutant gang leader. Um, some of them mm-hmm. disband, but the ones that stick around become the sons of Batman, which is a really cool part. That um, is. I, I thought that was really awesome, actually. And that that's actually what sparked the Joker to come yes. back. Uh, the Joker sees all this on TV, and of course, you get more media saturation of... Um, the media, of course, is talking about why Batman's so terrible to do this. And and Lana Lang is like, he's taking criminals and turning them into vigilantes for justice. Yes. Like, give the guy a break, you know? And uh, so the sons of Batman have rallied. And one of the best parts of the whole movie, the Joker uh, sees this on TV and starts laughing. He yes. smiles. Yeah, and he smiles. But he has a, he has a cackle. And um, and let's I, let's just talk about it now. Uh, Michael Emerson, the actor, plays the Joker, mm-hmm. and he does an excellent job. He does. Yeah. Um, I he's an actor. I don't know how it, I would like to see him in real life play it, but as far as the voice, yeah, voice he, actor. He as yeah. a voice mm-hmm. actor, he's he's great, especially has, an older Joker too. He has the voice. Um, he has the creepy voice, and there's a part. Later in the second movie, um, towards the end of the whole Joker storyline, where he's running through with a gun, running through a fair, shooting people, 
and he's just like, oh, pardon me, excuse me, oh, sorry yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, it and, was, that was and hilarious. It's, it's, yeah, Luke says it's hilarious. It's so was... demented. It's such a Joker moment, you know? Yes, it was oh, sorry, pardon me. Yeah. Oh, and, sorry, oh, excuse he's, me. he's basically going on a killing spree, and I, I found it pretty disturbing, actually. Jordan, yeah. I loved it, man. Jordan, Jordan how'd you, you lie on that one? Uh, yeah, I guess disturbing, but not like, because it's the cartoon. Yeah, it is a cartoon. Yeah, it, it's hard to feel the realness of it. You know, yeah. it's just. Um, it certainly, I it it certainly doesn't hold the weight of some of the stuff he does in the Dark Knight, the movie. Mm-mm. Um, but it's it I, for me, it came close. If if someone made a short fanfic of that scene and um, recorded real and stuff, I would yeah. definitely go watch that. That would be amazing. Wait, what are you saying? Well, it, that scene where he's running around yeah. shooting people. Uh, but it, I like to see college real humor. Actor, or real actors and stuff. Well, yeah. I don't want to see a parody. Oh, okay. I, I want to actually have a disturb, stir, disturbing video to shock people with. All right. <laughs> Luke likes shock vid- videos. Um, I like little, shocking people little, with them. Yeah, Little Baby's Ice them. Cream. That's one of Luke's oh, favorite. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We need... I, just I know. No. We'll talk about no. it. No. All right. So, part two begins, and uh, quite honestly, I'm drawing a blank. Where does what does part two start with? It's, Sorry, uh, part two starts with uh, where part one left off, where the vigilante groups, the sons of Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. They uh, start. That's when we get the the naked Nazi. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was yeah. that was weird. Yeah. And Ron and but Rob and Don are with her. Yeah, Rob and Don are there. It. We could see Robin Don not in mutant wear, and we find out they're Aryan-looking Nazi boys. They're really. twins, yeah. <laughs> um, but the okay in part one, the looming background noise is the mutants. Mm-hmm. In part two, I think that role is filled by Superman. Yeah, I think we should talk uh, about this because pretty quickly in part part one, Superman shows up. Part two. Uh, sorry, part two. And Superman basically is that force you're starting to realize, and I think you guys all picked up on it pretty quick, there's going to be a showdown between Batman and Superman. Yeah. yeah. Because President Reagan, who is played like a dumb cowboy in this movie, like it's like a parody of Reagan. Do, it's, yeah. it's like uh, Mayor West from Family Guy. Yeah, seriously. He, we're not relating Adam West to this, but just Mayor West. Yeah, but he's, he's just it's like, just, it was hilarious. my fellow Americans, I have good news and bad news. Sometimes well, a, a horse wakes out of the pen, and sometimes <laughs> a Bronco gets kicking. You know, he's just, it's, it's kind yeah. of a goofy Reagan. And and I'll argue, though, Frank Miller, Frank Miller, I, you know, from everything I know about him, is a, a bitter old man. So I think... He hits, just, the, he hits the right and the left pretty hard with, yeah, I you're think, both dumb. I think maybe yeah. he hits the left a little harder. He does. But the he right, he hits pretty hard with the whole Reagan thing. I think thing. if he didn't hit the left harder, it wouldn't make sense because Batman seems like a more right-wing character in this. Oh, all at of least he's being he, At least he's being accused of yeah. being a right-wing fascist. Yeah. Um, so, But we have Superman show up under the president's orders, and he... He basically is the only superhero that's allowed to operate at this time. Uh-huh. Because it, it's revealed later that Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern, is out in space, and he has to stay out there. Wonder Woman went to her home island. I guess Aquaman went deep undersea. The whole Justice um, League just kind of went... And, and there's a... Yeah, the whole Justice League's gone, and um, there's even a reveal about Oliver Queen, uh, Green Arrow. Somebody, it never says who, and I always feel like it's Superman, took his arm. 
so that he can't use a bow and arrow. Yeah. Well, he um, still manages to do it anyway. He still manages yeah, because Oliver Queen is, is kind of cool. Uh, actually, I like older Oliver Queen better, though. Yeah. Grizzled Oliver Queen. Because uh-huh. when he's younger, he's kind of a fairy. Because um, <laughs> he's modeled after Robin Hood. And, I don't know. He's kind of goofy. Anyways, so Superman shows up and kind of gives Batman a cease and desist, would y'all say? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, which at that point I was kind of uh, up with Superman. I don't, yeah. I, I didn't really like Superman in this movie. Yeah. Except, you didn't like him? except towards the end. Okay. Yeah. He was almost. Why did you like him? Because I, I think I like the way they did him in this movie. Really. Well, he's okay, but you know it's Superman. Well, yeah. let's go uh, blow up some ships and hurl yeah. some tanks in the ocean. Superman fights a nuke and wins. I I, I like that part. <laughs> oh, that seeing a, good a part. Superman all shrunken up like a raisin. Huh. That was weird. I'm yeah. liking this discussion, Luke, because you and I are pretty opposed on a lot of stuff yeah. in it. <laughs> well, like, um, which is something kind of new. I I liked the 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 relationship between Superman and Batman because it was almost like. You know, Batman's the average guy, and right. Superman re- is like the system, and Batman has to beat like the system. Right. Superman is the rich kid that is always bullying you, and Batman to me is the the you know uh, the average guy. He's he's got street smarts. Yes. Up from the streets, yeah. Well, so they have kind of their first encounter, but they're always kind of in the background. Mm-hmm. Superman's looming. We'll we'll talk a little more about him. Um, when we get to the climax and stuff. But then the Joker oh, comes mm. back. And the same psychologist we talked about earlier gets him oh, on a TV show. Yes, that was Gets awesome. him out of basically a mental institution to be on TV. And Luke, you, you hit it on the head. The guy, before the Joker goes on TV, the guy says, just be yourself. No, you do not tell the Joker. Never, exactly, tell and he the makes the, you he don't makes, tell the Joker to be himself. And he makes another the the uh, the host makes another the same mistake again. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, and then the and then the Joker says, you know, he's like drinking from the coffee cup. He's like, and I'm going to start with killing everybody in this room. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, and everybody in the crowd's like, oh. And then and then now, uh, the the psychologist comes up. Oh, oh no, he was just. Oh, yeah, he's like, he's just trying to break the tension in the room. And I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? He's creating tension. He's the Joker. Yes, and then and the whole coffee cup thing. He's like, can I have this? Well, sure. Yeah. Do whatever you want with it. Okay, thanks. Yeah, well, he, he smashes the cup on the table, turns to the psychologist, which I kind of was like, yay, Joker, at that point. Because yeah. he turns to the psychologist and slits his throat with the shards of the cup. And I'm like, finally, that guy's gone. Because he wears a no Batman shirt. Yes. Anybody that wears well, that? He, he, we. In the first movie, he was he actually started out wearing a no Superman shirt. Yeah, yeah, and then it does. changed to a yeah. no Batman shirt. So oh, it did really? Yeah, yeah. He oh, does I didn't wear a no Superman so. shirt. Um, yeah, and so the Joker, in typical fashion, kills a room full of people with pretty disturbingly. Gas. I mean, and this is like if if you're worried about disturbing imagery, it's the second part you have to worry. Yeah, about. Yeah, this the second movie is the more disturbing of the two. I would say. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it, but bef- during this, Batman's trying to get to the Joker. Yeah. He's on the roof fighting the cops. And I have to say, it's not like that was my least favorite part, but of the action moments, yeah. that was a part I wasn't crazy about, especially because 
There are cops all around him with machine guns. Yes. And they cannot hit anything. Yes, and they've even and, got a spotlight on it. Yeah, they've got it's spotlights. Just, and, just complete And the new police chief, who replaces Gordon, a woman, yeah. actually has a pretty good idea. Batman's throwing smoke bombs. She tells the helicopter to come in and blow the smoke away. And they do. So the Batman's just standing in the middle of all these guys now, and they can see him playing his day, and they still can't shoot him. Well, and then and they even eventually surround him. They surround him, and they and start shooting each other. Yeah, it yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah. What and, is wrong uh, with you idiots? And Carrie Kelly, Robin shows up and helps him with Bruce's helicopter. Mm-hmm. Jordan wants to say something. Well, I was just thinking, like, the whole gun thing, we kind of didn't mention in the first part how much the mutants just constantly use bullets. I mean, they were just like... Yeah, they um, do shoot overusing guns. But, just like, yeah. but yeah, just so many... But Batman's like, much better with that. And yeah. actually, um, what were we talking about? There's a scene where one of the mutants is shooting at Batman and the the flashes from the gun oh, are yeah. happening. Oh. And yeah. didn't oh, that happen in one of the... It, it, was in the, it was in the first Rises. the first episode, towards the beginning. There was a guy in an alley and he shot and Batman was in different yeah. places. But it was, it was the, in one of the Nolan movies, It was in right? Dark Knight Rises. Rises. Yeah. Okay, He's in the in tunnels Dark... with Halle Berry. Oh, with Halle Berry? Not Halle Berry, Catwoman. Catwoman. Oh my God, <laughs> you just referenced the really yeah. bad Catwoman. I know. We should watch that sometime. Oh gosh. Luke, no. I hear that's like a bad movie up to the level of Troll 2. Oh, like, really? I've heard the Halle Berry Catwoman is so bad. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah we so we'll have that. to watch that sometime. Actually, I want to do a double feature with that in um, Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. Oh my gosh. Anyways, um, yeah, and that was a cool moment actually. Yeah. And, and Jordan, you're right. The the mutants use gun a lot, guns a lot, but I feel like Batman is smarter and better in yeah. those moments. It made more sense to me. Right. Uh, whereas this fight with the cops. I was not buying him dodging all those bullets. Yeah, I really did. wasn't. I, I kind of um, think he maybe had some armor, but then in, in the later movie, you see a bullet actually go through. So yeah, it's just ridiculous. He does... It's in the first movie, he does wear a bulletproof vest. We see him. Oh, yeah, when the, the uh, his emblem is kind of torn, you yeah. see some mesh. When, what scene was that? Do you guys remember? It was after he fought the um, Newton... Leader for the first time. Was it? No, so. no, and no. Something hit him in the chest. Something explosive. He, uh, yeah. There's a scene where he does wear armor, and it's obvious that he gets shot in the chest. Um, but I'm drawing a blank. It's late, so yeah. Um, but early that that scene that scene um, was pretty good. The, the highlight there is the Joker. I mean, but it's like Jack said, it's it's disturbing. Um, I was through, and so. Really, not too much of note happens after that until, pretty quickly, the Joker um, hashes the next part of his plan, which is, uh, we see Selena Kyle, we see old and fat Selena Kyle, old and yeah, fat Catwoman. Yes. Um, and in a very, I don't remember this from the comic, but in a very like dark fashion, she's running an escort service, which is prostitutes. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, she's doing that, and the Joker shows up, and he uses like lipstick that makes you poisons mind your control. mind. Yeah, mind control. He uses it on her, and then um, they use it on other other people, and ends up of congressman gets poisoned by one of her escorts with this lipstick because she kisses him. And uh, actually, in a pretty like funny part, he's wearing the American flag and he's got a megaphone, 
And he's talking about we should nuke this small country where the Russians have nukes. He's like, they're going to nuke us, so we're going to nuke them. And then he jumps, and Joker does this to get Batman's attention. Mm-hmm. The guy jumps from the building, and I don't know about y'all, but I was thinking, oh, Batman will save him. It's and he black. does it. The guy lands on the ground well, and you, dies. Here's the thing. He didn't jump. He, he didn't intentionally jump. Oh, somebody yeah, some, was out. To, it was somebody was crawling out to get him. Yeah. And then he he, he tripped on the flag. And yeah, fell. you're yeah. right. You're right. Somebody's it, like like come in, uh, congressman, and he falls. Of course, <laughs> while that's happening, Batman's in a disguise. Um, as, yes, uh, that was a very cool moment. Actually, I I, I knew it was Batman when he, when he walked up, but yeah. yeah. So I liked that they used the disguises. Yeah. Um, is, in Batman uses it to walk right up to the police chief and pretends to be a detective. Oh, yeah. And asks her for information, and she gives it to him, and then he walks off, and then the real guy walks up. And the, basically the same, same scene almost happens again. Um, what are you pointing at, Jay? Stuff. Well, yeah, uh, this segment's 51 minutes. It's oh, not, okay. not a big deal. Not a big deal. Jack, chill out. Okay. <laughs> we'll get there, buddy. You have Jack a date. has a date tomorrow. I have a date oh, in 10 hours. All right. Screw this. So, um, we'll, we'll speed things along. The Joker, very famous part, goes to a carnival. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you guys that in the comic they make a bigger point of it. He gives poison cotton candy to a Boy Scout troop and kills them. Uh, which we see that in this movie, but all we really see is the Joker handing out free cotton yes. candy. We don't see anybody die from it. Um so, uh, Batman and Carrie come to the carnival, and then really the highlight, one of the biggest highlights in both movies is you know this is going to be the final showdown, I think, yeah. right away between Batman and the Joker. Mm, and yeah. pretty quickly, something insane happens. Batman throws some batarangs at the Joker, and one of them hits, him, hits the Joker in the eye, and for the rest of the fight... That battering is stuck in his eye. Yeah, that was, you must also. Um, the, there was these two little uh, dolls. Yeah, yeah. Um, that those were some pretty interesting jihad I, moments. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were like suicide, suicide bomber bombers, dolls. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's it's very very graphic and quite disturbing. So. Yeah. Um, I think the cartoon. dolls were disturbing to me. Uh, yeah, they were oh, yeah. weird looking. Yeah. <laughs> they were demented. Little some children. movie I saw had something like. Or, Show I can't remember, but just something. Yeah, that's always stuck with me. Dolls that look scary. So I don't know. Yeah, when I nobody, saw that, I nobody like, likes creepy dolls. No. Just like nobody yeah. likes clowns because they're creepy. Um, Joker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Joker, the killer clown, and where better though than a, a fair? Yes. For Batman Chase, and they there's a great sequence where Joker goes in a house of mirrors. Oh yeah. And Batman's in there and he's chasing him down and he ends up jumping through some mirrors. But the Joker gets a hostage, a little kid. He's like, You're the Joker, right? And so Batman's gonna kick your butt, although he says more than that. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it was pretty funny. I think we all got a laugh out of that. Um But Batman in the House of Mirrors, but in the House of Mirrors, Joker puts a bullet in him. Yeah. And yeah. Batman. Um and so they're both pretty messed up and it's really a fight. Every time Batman fights the Joker, it almost feels like a more spiritual power struggle than Batman doing his normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Because there's something about the Joker that are, puts all the Batman skills like in a rest. You know, like he can't. Yeah. It's like he can't access a lot of them. He has to go about it a different way. Um, and so the Joker gets his hand on a couple different guns. 
and shoots people, and that's when he's shooting people, saying, excuse me, pardon me, and runs into the tunnel of love, and all these lovers, he... He shoots a guy in the first boat and then kicks the woman in the water. Yeah, I, and I have I to admit, I kind of so did chuckle at that because he kicks the woman. I was like, oh, he saved her, but he had to kick her in the water, you know. Um, so he goes running in. And really, it is, I think it's very intentional there in the Tunnel of Love because there is this demented relationship between oh, yeah. the Joker and Batman. Yeah. Um, and the Joker even at one point says, that's why I love you. You know, and and what's the great line? Maybe the best line in in all the Christopher Nolan Batman movies: "Kill you? I'm not going to kill you. You complete me." Yeah, you know <laughs> yeah. that's that's the Joker. That's what he thinks of Batman. You know, and he's, he's gay. <laughs> well, and I think it's not so much that. It's just I think the the Joker almost has no sexual orientation. Yeah, he he's just obsessed with Batman. Yeah. You know, he has to be the other side of Batman. And um, so they they duke it out pretty brutally. And Very. It's, and, and really, it's you. they make you feel it. It's an old Batman fighting an old Joker. And so they're just pain. And it, you can almost feel arthritis bursting through your knuckles when they punch each other, you know? <laughs> okay, Batman, don't, don't get some major cramps in your back right now. Yeah, just... seriously. <laughs> um... And then Joker pulls a knife, cuts Batman's stomach. Uh-huh. Stabs him a couple of times. Stabs him a couple of times, at, yeah. At the end, he starts shanking him. Yeah, he, like, shanks him. And then Batman, to break out of it, he knows he has to, grabs his neck and snaps his neck, but doesn't kill him. Just puts him, like, paralyzed, basically. Is that kind of what y'all uh-huh. thought it was? Yeah. yeah. And so the Joker was just sitting there, and he's like... You're going to be remembered, or what did he say? You're going to be remembered. He's, he, for well, this. his his uh, yeah, yeah. his uh, uh, purpose was accomplished there. He, he wanted to get Batman in trouble. Yes, for, yes, exactly. And Luke, I'm glad you picked up on that because that's what I've always felt is he wanted to, to make look like Batman finally had to kill. Yeah. And, and if anybody's going to kill killed by Batman, it's the Joker. Yes. And then he. And, he snaps his own neck, really. He just twists his head, really. But it's, that, just, it's gross. That's a creepy moment. Yeah. And um, the cops show up. You have another Batman must escape the cops. And really that time, it's like down to the wire of like, it's so amazing that Batman just doesn't, somebody walk up and shoot him in the head. Yeah, really. Um, well, there was an interesting moment where um, the cops come up and they touch, one of the guys touches the Joker and he bursts into flames. Yeah. And then the guy's on fire, he jumps in the water. Anyway. And you, um, you see the Joker's... The Joker... And, smile yeah, his, and his skeleton is on fire. And, and, and the battering still in his And the battering still in his eye. And, and Batman turns around and he says, Stop smiling. Mm-hmm. So, so it's stop almost laughing. like this... Or, yeah, stop laughing. Stop laughing. Yeah. It's almost like this communal, like, sickly, demented yeah. relationship like you were talking about. And then, um, real quick, I want to touch upon it... Um, You'll, you'll see why I've seen the movie, but uh, I kind of want to speed this up, but there's two more major things I feel like we need to talk about. Newt goes off over Arkham, or over Gotham. Yeah. And Batman, there's chaos in the city, and mm-hmm. really, a, a Newt goes o- off over all of the U.S. Yeah. And basically, all the U.S. is in a riot because it's like an EMP, mm-hmm. so it kills all their electricity. Generators. Um, generators, everything. So... The U.S. is in chaos, and Batman, in an awesome moment, 
gets Robin on a horse. The two of them go riding in on horses like the Lone Ranger and Tonto mm-hmm. and rally the sons of Batman <laughs> and like basically get a posse together and stop everybody from fighting, stop people from looting, and they get control of Gotham and it's the only city in the U.S. that's not in utter chaos, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I think of the spiritual moments of that movie, that's one of the greatest. Mm-hmm. Of and And I was going to wait to talk about it, but I feel like Batman, a lot in this movie, when it comes to the sons of Batman, it's a lot like David and the Mighty Men. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because he sees their potential and brings it out, and he's this leader of basically the worst of the worst, but he, yeah. he shows them how they can be of value, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's just, I, that's one of my favorite moments, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the big moment is... Reagan, after the nuclear fallout, Reagan gets Superman and talks to him, and Superman says, you realize I'll probably have to kill him. He doesn't say it directly like that, but it's basically like, he's not going to give up. And Reagan's like, you're going to have to do what you have to do. And he's basically saying, kill Batman. Yeah. That's that's what I got to join. Yeah, Yeah, I got that too. So, in a very cool moment, Batman's out in the yard... And all of a sudden, lasers carve into his yard on fire where? And he just looks up and says, Crime Alley. And so Batman gears up to go out um, to fight there's, Superman. It's pretty cool. There's it a bit of an Iron Man moment there with the suit mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. yeah, he puts... You want to talk about that real quick, Luke? Yeah, was... uh, well, he, he dons this armored suit. And yeah. You can lift cars and stuff, of course. Yep. You kind of... When you're... I don't fighting know, 60, Superman. and you, you kind of need that. <laughs> yeah, if, especially if you're going to be fighting Superman. Yeah, and so he, he gets out of his tank, and his tank goes out to Crime Alley. Yeah. Know, he gets out, and, uh, you know, he, he starts uh, finding cover and stuff. Yeah. Superman comes down from the sky, he's looking for him, and uh, finally they have this big old... Well, actually, he finds the tank first. Yeah. And he rips it open. And well, Batman puts in, just like Batman, he's always got a plan. Yeah. So first, missiles come at Superman. Oh, yeah, that's Yeah, right. first missiles come that. at Superman. Then he has to deal with the tank. Yeah. Then you see, at some point, you see in there, Oliver Queen is getting into place. And Jack called it before it happened. He's got this green-tipped arrow. Yes. And he, he realizes it's a kryptonite arrow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so the green arrow is going uh, to get into position. And then Bruce at some point shows up and he keeps tricking Superman. I love it because, like, he sucker punches him and then he connects himself into the city grid when yes. Superman tries to help him up off the ground and grabs his face and shocks him with, like, all the power in the city. And you can see all the lights in the city going off. Yeah, that was um, awesome. That was very cool. And then he's really good. Superman dirty man. Yeah, and he's, yeah, he's giving Superman a lecture at that point. Um,. And then there's a great, which that whole action scene is great, but there's a great part where they go in the construction yard and they're throwing steel girders at yes, each other. Yes, and there's the Hulk moment when uh, uh, Batman picks up two uh, uh, cement pipes yeah, and yeah. starts using them in either hand. Um, awesome. Oh, and then when uh, it, it, there's a, a eye beam between him and Superman, yeah. and Superman's and got yeah, that super stomp, kicks it, it up. He stomps on to the end, goes up, yeah. and Superman so hits he it. He kind of does like a teeter-totter yes. where the front end goes, pops up and, and like, clothesline Superman. And then Superman. the butt end, it just it hits Superman. Yeah. 
and then he pounced Superman with a uh, wrecker ball. With a wrecking ball. Yeah. And that was, and I think that was a moment where, we're a lot, where all mm-hmm. of us were like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then eventually, they keep fighting. Yeah. And so Green Arrow shoots the arrow and it hits. And Superman catches it, but it explodes and goes into his face and yada yada. Yeah. And so Batman, or Superman looks at Batman and he kind of sees through his body. He sees his heart beating really rapidly. Yeah. He's saying, Bruce, your heart. And, he's, and Bruce says, don't forget that I'm the one who beat you. Yeah. And he, like, has a heart attack and dies. Yeah. But what I didn't notice earlier is he took a pill yep. that made him have a fake fake, heart fake death, basically. Yeah, yeah fake And um, he... Which, Bruce, I, I think, yeah. for me orchestrated every moment of that fight. Oh, yeah. He knew it. He had it planned down, maybe not to a T, because with Superman, you you can't count out just how powerful he is. Yeah. But most of the major moments of that fight, Bruce knew what was coming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And knew how he was going to handle it. Um, Now, and I told y'all real quick, um, I I don't think, no matter what he does, I don't think Superman, or Batman could ever beat Superman in a fight. Mm. That was... the best circumstances. The way they, well, the way they make Superman, I guess. That's why yeah. I've never been that big on Superman. Well, they uh, keep adding stuff. Like every comic that. book writer has a fear of writing Superman because how do you make it interesting? You know, because right. yeah. the guy can just whatever you know, He's whatever still, comes his way, I win. Well, yeah. Superman, there's you know? a, there's a scene in the nuclear explosion over Gotham. He right. he pushes the missile up so it doesn't explode in Gotham. But, but it blows, up in, it blows up in his face and he yeah. falls to the earth and he's this decrepit like old skeleton when he grabs sunflowers and he sucks away all the sunlight yeah. out of all these things, out of all these plants. So I thought yeah. that was kind of interesting because on the day of the fight it had been no sun for like... That's true. 15 days, so he probably was weak. I never even thought of that. No, oh, I thought of that immediately. I, yeah. I hadn't even really thought of it. Um, that's a good time for to fight Superman. Yeah, um, I mean it was the, like the best condition. Actually, I kind of preferred. Um, I like that one, but I, I also really like. I I guess I would say it's better, but also there's a great fight in Superman Red Sun, which is a comic book, which I hope they make a cartoon movie of, where it's Superman is um, lands in Soviet Russia, yeah. and so he's raised as a Russian, and and Soviet Batman fights Soviet Superman, and that's a pretty good one. Oh my um, gosh! Yeah. And his plan there may have been a little better. Anyways, so um, <laughs> Superman or Superman basically has won the fight, even though, well, Batman really won it, but Superman wins by default of Bruce Death. gives himself a fake heart attack. So yes. and everybody thinks well, he dies of a heart attack. Well, that's where I um, kind of like Superman at then, because even though Bruce had really beaten the living crud out of him, yeah. he was still and he was a jerk trying, about it too. Yeah. They try, they try Bruce, Bruce has always Bruce. kind of been a bit of a jerk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so... Um, they have a funeral service. They have have a funeral, and uh, it's obviously... Obviously, Superman finds out. He, he feels Batman's heartbeat. heartbeat coming back, and it's obvious he knows, but he just winks at, at Robin and leaves. Because Robin has a shovel um, underneath her. Yeah. Underneath and, her... Yeah, and, and we don't yeah. want to go too much in the ending. Um, I think a lot of our listeners would, would like to watch these movies, but um, I want to talk about the last bit of the ending, and then we can kind of give our overall reviews. 
the the very end of the movie is the sons of Batman meeting in a cave, setting up a new Batcave. Disciples. Batman watching or exactly the disciples. Um, yeah. And and really, it's like the Mighty Men again. They hide out in a cave and they were the riffraff, but now they're going to be leaders and Batman's going to teach them how to be true warriors, you know? Yeah. Um, and to me, that's one of the more cool spiritual moments. And that's why the next book was so disappointing because they don't build on that enough. They really? Do, yeah, they, they do dumb stuff with that. So Too bad. Luke, uh, Luke or Jordan, is there anything y'all want to say mm-hmm. about the ending or anything before we kind of give our overall? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of disappointed at first that Batman wasn't dead. Really? You wanted him to die? Yes, because, you know, he's old. Time to die, man. Especially with uh, Dark Knight Rises, too. It seems like every time Batman's supposed to die, he lives. (laughs) Yes. So, just die already, Batman. (laughs) I have a problem with series continuing and stuff. Batman's a long series. It's like, just die. Well, I think that's a good... I think to a lot of fans... That's where the story of Batman ends. Mm. Um, there mm. might be other sons of Batman come along, but that's where Bruce Wayne's story ends. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of in the overall long story of Batman, in the stuff that's considered canon, you could say. Yeah. Um, is, is That's where Bruce is like, I'm finally retired, but now I know why I'm retiring. It's to pour something new into these guys, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, so, Luke, what's up? Okay. Luke, overall, did you like the movie? Just consider scale, it one scale movie. Scale one to ten. Uh, well, I, I don't know if we need to do one to ten, but just would you recommend it? I you, uh, uh, don't really like cartoon uh, yeah. comic movies. You know, it's just, eh, it's, the content is too serious for what it's been portrayed in, you know. Right. So, it, eh. But this mo- these two movies, they were pretty good, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Even, even though there were a lot of a few inconsistencies and dumb parts like Carrie. Uh, <laughs> sure. so, there there are know. some a couple parts you're like, this is weird, this is goofy. The um, Nazi it lady. It just makes me cringe yeah. every time she's, she appears. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. Jordan? Yeah, you know, I guess for me... I guess one thing the listeners can get is, you know, I'm coming from... The only reason why I ever became a Batman fan was really because of the Nolan series. And really because of the last two. And um, not really watching much comic movies or reading much comics. I would say that's a really good one to just watch because it feels like a much more... This isn't good grammar, but well-directed movie. Hmm. Like, just more than... More so than other comic movies. I feel like it's just a bunch of action, bunch of stuff, and just, you know, pile this on. But I thought this was played really well, and just, yeah. you know, this is a recommended one for sure. Okay. Just, right. um, yeah. I, first of all, I want to say that the direction of this movie is comparable to any live-action movie huh? ever ever made, and it's de- <laughs> it's definitely in my top ten of movies, period. Really? Yeah, I Jack, I didn't even know you I liked truly that. loved it. And again, I come from Jordan's point of view where I never touched a Batman comic before I saw the Nolan movies. Wow. And this is such it, it it's almost like a Nolan movie. 
and the acting. But you can see Nolan was definitely inspired by it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same sort of vibe in the yeah. way it's made, yeah. and it's made in such a way to where it's easy to understand. Yeah. And it makes you want to watch more. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to tell you three. The next time, next time we'll watch Batman Year One, which Frank Miller also wrote, and it's very much the inspiration for um, uh, the first Batman Begins. Very much the inspiration for Batman Begins, and um, I, I may actually like that cartoon movie better um, than these ones. But let me talk about these ones. Dark Knight Returns parts one and two, the cartoon movies, are really really good. I like them a lot. Um, the I like it when they're more in the PG thirteen area though. Yeah. Um, where I can take them a little lighthearted. I felt like this was almost pushing towards an R. Oh, it was. Um, it was definitely. It was yeah. brutal. All right, the box is right here. Uh, I don't think it has any sort of rating. Actually, you can look look on it. Um, you can look on it. You can look on it. Okay, I'm not gonna pull the microphone. Anyways, it's PG thirteen. Okay, it's PG thirteen. Wow. Parents strongly caution. Yeah, some both of them are PG thirteen. That's anyways pretty miraculous considering um, how brutal this the comic is. obviously is important. And I like all the commentary, like Jordan kind of said, is it's more than just good guys fight bad guys. There's a lot that's said in there that I think is pretty sharp. Um, so if you're looking for a faithful adaptation of the comic, it's got it completely. And that's exactly what it is. Um, you have to be prepared for what the story's going to be, but for what it is, it's, I think it's really interesting. Um, it's entertaining, but it's thought also thought-provoking, so I, I definitely recommend it, and I would say... Um, you know, it's like I, I I say this all the time. If you can stomach the stuff, then watch it. Um, you know, then or I guess if it's good, and you can it's, it's just it, a bare-chested it. Nazi. And <laughs> yeah, the bare-chested Nazi. Um, actually, that would add a lot to mood for some people. <laughs> <laughs> so that is those are our reviews for the Dark Knight Returns Part One and Two. I think overall. We pretty much enjoyed it. Um, it is it's pretty far from one of my favorite DC animated movies, but uh, definitely a good one, an interesting one. Part two is is dark for sure. Oh yeah. Um, but but uh, it's a it's a dark Batman story, and I do like my Batman a little with a little bit of uh, a grimness. Pepper. A yeah, pepper. little pepper, little pepper. So. Um, that is episode five of the Creative Listening Podcast. Thanks for staying up so late with us and uh, putting, yeah. up with our, putting up with our rambling and getting sidetracked tonight. But we had fun. Hope you did too. So you can follow us on Twitter at Created Listen is our yep. Twitter handle. Tweet us questions and comments and everything else. And uh, we will see more butts. I mean, see you guys next time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. Good night, Bye. everybody. Thank you.